Um, dear Lord, I thank you so much for youth and that we can come here and hear about you. Um, I pray that you'll be um, giving Reese wisdom when he speaks and that we'll have open hearts and ears to hear what you're saying and that um, we'll be really challenged by it and see your goodness through it. Amen. Yeah, right. Um, hey guys, I'm Reese. Keen to get. Yeah, hey. Oh, guys are great. I'm keen to get into this with you. So, I got a quick question. Um, have you ever been in a situation where there's heaps of people and everybody responds differently to like a big event, right? I got an example of this. So, a while ago, I went to watch the movie called Stars the Last Jedi. Slide. Yeah. I thought it was probably the worst movie. Boys. I thought, yeah, James, you can chat to me after. I thought it was probably the worst movie I've ever paid money to sit down and watch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, right? Which are like a famous critic company, gave it 91%, which is insane, right? And then the fans gave it 44%. I don't know what's going on there, but it's hectic. Like, one of the biggest controversies of 2018, I reckon. It is the best movie! <laughs> I disagree. You can, you can argue with me afterwards. Boys? This is kind of what we're dealing with in the passage that was just read before, right? So, book kindly read before from Matthew 13. Um, so there's a huge crowd. It's pretty much like Terrigal Haven... On New Year's Day, right, it's absolutely bonkers. There's so many people there all trying to get a piece of Jesus and everybody has some kind of response to him. Everybody has got some idea of who he is. And so Jesus uses this parable about a farmer sowing some seed to describe the different kind of responses that these people are giving him, right, um, that people are responding to him. So if you have a look in your Bibles there at verse 3, uh, a farmer went out to sow his seed as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and birds came and ate it up. So, first response. Whoa, that was. Uh, uh, first response. The, a farmer is sowing some seed, and it lands on a path, and then a bird's come and eat it up. And what I reckon this is saying is that some people just don't get the word. Now, the seed that's going out is the gospel, right? And the path is the response of the people. That's kind of what's going on in the parable here. So Jesus goes on to explain it. Chuck a look at verse 19. When anybody hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. Right? So what he's saying here is that these people receive the message of the kingdom, right? receive the message that Jesus has come and he's going to die in their place to save them, and they just don't get it. Right? This is kind of like this. I have with me, a two-free milkshake voucher. Stick up your hand if you want it. Yeah, sweet. All right, sit down. So, anybody who didn't just stick up the hand is either A, doesn't understand what this is, because it's two-free milkshakes, why wouldn't you want it? Or B, it's just ignoring me, right? Or, yeah, we, we can, well, this is just, okay, bad analogy. But anyways, you guys get the point. <laughs> This is kind of like what's going on for these people, right? 
There's this crowd coming, and there's a bunch of people in the crowd who are hearing this message that Jesus is proclaiming. They're hearing that Jesus has come, and he's saying, repent and believe in me, for the kingdom is here, right? And when he's saying the kingdom is here, what he means is that he's come to the earth to save people, to save us, right, from our rejection. So we've been rejecting God. He's come to save us from that so that we can have an eternal life with him, right? And there's people hearing this, and they're, they're just ignoring it, right? which is absolutely crazy when you think about it because they're ignoring an eternal life with God. They're ignoring that they can have an eternity in heaven with God. To give you a picture of eternity, imagine if I chopped off my fingernail, stuck it on the freeway, right? That's your life, and the freeway is eternity. Kind of gives you a small picture of what eternity is like. Eternity is huge, and these people are just ignoring what Jesus says, right? And the bigger problem is, is that it's not just these people, right? It's everyone. It's people in this room. People hear this message and they ignore what it means. They hear the message that Christ has come to save us and they ignore it. So what has this got to do with us? The same message is being preached to you. We we preach the message that Jesus has come, died to take your sins, right? If you put your faith in him. If you put your faith in Jesus, we, we preach... If you put your faith in Jesus, you'll have eternal life. And so the first implication of of this is don't ignore it. Don't ignore the big news that is eternity. Eternity is so much bigger than our life here, and so we don't want to be ignoring it. In fact, if you reject what what the Word says, if you reject um, what what we preach here, the Bible says your fate is an eternal punishment which is heavy, right? It's, it's, it sucks. It's the worst. And so the other thing that we want to be doing is pray that you're not this person. The Bible teaches that if you seek God, you'll find him. And so I'd urge you, pray. Pray to God that you wouldn't be this person. And if you are a Christian, pray for your mates. Pray that they would come and understand who Jesus is. So that's the first seed. Let's have a look at the second one. Have a look at verse 5, if you've got your Bibles there. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. I reckon they're saying, some people get it for a little while, and then they lose it. Let me explain what that is. Jesus, Jesus gives us an explanation first. Have a look at verses 20 to 21. The seed falling on the rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they will fall away quickly. Or they'll quickly fall away. Got that wrong. All right, back to the voucher. I'm giving this voucher up, right? I'll give it to you if you stick out your hand and you let me slap it as hard as you can. Who still wants it? Yep, all right, stick them down, stick them down. All right, everybody should have your hand up there, right? Maybe two free milkshake vouchers isn't worth it, but two free milkshake vouchers are great, and it's only like five seconds of pain, so five seconds of pain isn't that bad, and you get two free milkshakes. You can just put the cold milkshake on your hand and it'll help, right? Why would you, why would you give up two free milkshakes for five seconds of pain, yeah? That's kind of like what's going on for the people here. Jonah? It's kind of what's going on for the people here, Right? people of the rocky ground, the people who had the seed, the, the message of the kingdom given to them, 
and they hear it, and it's possible to become stoked, right? It's possible to become so, so excited about this message that, oh, sick, heaven's coming, right? And these people respond, they go, oh, sick, heaven, I'm going to get on board with that. Sounds great. But after they experience a little bit of suffering, they fall away, yeah? It's a scary thought, right? This could be any of us. You guys mightn't have experienced it yet, but there will be a point in your life where, where you experience some kind of suffering or hurt. This world is broken, and we'll all experience suffering. And so, some of us, this might cause it, for some of us, this might cause us to fall away. To fall away from the eternal life that Jesus promises to us. Which, which really sucks. And I think one of the biggest places you see this is fat. Who here has been on fat? Yeah, I figure that there's a lot that hasn't because there's a bunch of you guys who are in year seven. Thanks, guys. That's great. So there's a bunch of you guys who are in year seven, haven't been there. But fat camp is great. We spend a week praising God and singing and frothing on his word, and it's just the best, right? Best week ever. And I feel like a lot of people can come to fat and they can get super excited about what's being said there, and they can get super excited about the heaven and the experience of fat that they go, oh yeah, I want to become a Christian. But time and time again, I've seen people who become Christians on fat, and then they come back, and they're here for a few weeks, and then the experience starts to die down, the excitement starts to go, and then they experience a hard time in their life, and they go. Time and time again, I've seen people fall away after becoming a Christian on fat. And it sucks. I hate to see it. Now, I'm not saying if... Um, you go on fat and you become a Christian there, you're not a Christian now. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that it's possible to hear the word and then a little bit of suffering causes you to fall away. So what do we do with this? First point, expect hard times to come. Christian life isn't easy. If you're a Christian, you should know this, right? You're going to face suffering. There's going to there's gonna be times in your life where your mates will tease you for being a Christian or, I don't know, experience some kind of suffering, right? And, and we, should be, we should be prepared. We should be ready for it. But the joy is that in the midst of suffering, we can have joy, right? We can have joy in suffering because we know that we have heaven coming. Heaven's going to be so much better than this earth, and this earth is only a short time, yeah? We're only here a short time, and then we have an eternity partying with Jesus in heaven, and it's going to be the best. So don't let a small bit of suffering now calls you to turn away from the gift that is heaven. And third point on this, help each other persevere. Don't be afraid to ask your mates how they're doing. Don't be afraid to, to call out your mates if, if you see them doing something that doesn't seem right. Don't, what was I saying? Oh yeah, don't, don't be afraid to call out your mates for doing something that, that doesn't look like it's in, in sync with their Christian life, yeah? Help each other out. Be praying for each other, encouraging one another. We don't want to see anybody fall away. And so therefore, it is, it is our job as Christians to be encouraging one another. And if you're not a Christian, don't let a small bit of suffering cause you to miss the big picture, which is Jesus. All right, this brings me to my next point. Have a look at verse 7, if you've got your Bibles again. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Uh, this is my thoughts. Some people get, the, get it for ages, 
and then they lose it. Like the first one, but this is a lot longer, right? Some people get it for a very long time, and then they lose it. Have a look at verse 22. Jesus explains it. Yeah. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. This one is probably the scariest place to be for us youth. It's possible to fall away even if you've been here a long time. And it's also the least obvious, right? It's somebody who's been here a long time. Somebody who keeps coming along, yeah? But the thing is, why would you give it up? Why would you give this up for the worries of this world? Jesus says that the word is choked out of them for the worries of this world. It would be like, I've got this this two free milkshakes voucher, or I've got 10 cents. Who wants the two free milkshakes? Uh, Jack, jump up. Quick, run. All right, you have a choice. I've got 10 cents or two free milkshakes. What do you want? Two free milkshakes. There you go, have it. Good on you. <laughs> we all know, I don't care what you say. Put your hands down. I don't care what you say. We, we all know that two free milkshakes is way more valuable than 10 cents. These people, right, in this passage, the people of the thorns, have the eternity of heaven on offer. So much more valuable than two free milkshakes. So much more valuable than anything in your life. Your life is like that 10 cents, yeah? And the the kingdom of heaven is like the two milkshakes. Now, it's a bad analogy, but the point is, eternity is so good. You don't want to miss eternity. It's going to be awesome. Why would you... Why would you be stuck in the worries of this world and miss eternity. To give, to give you an idea of this, I had this mate, called his name was Harry, and he used to come along to youth. He was here in, back from, I think, year eight. I'm not quite sure. And he came all the way through to year 12. And I was convinced, I was sure that this guy was a Christian. Right? I was so sure of it. But what I didn't know was that he would go along to parties. And I'll be like, oh, no, some Christians go along to parties instead of youth. That's all right. That makes sense. Or he would miss youth sometimes to go to jobs. And I had the same reaction. And what I was missing was that the jobs and the parties and the things that he was doing with his mates was becoming more important than what we have at youth. And to the point where last year he left church and I haven't seen him back there since. And it sucks so much. And if he doesn't turn back to Christ, he faces an eternal punishment. And I, ah, it would be so bad for him to not come back to Christ. And so here's the thing. Be careful of yourself, yeah? The world is sinful and our sinful nature is drawn to the world. Don't turn from the things of the kingdom and be drawn to the world. And if you're not a Christian, this world is not worth it for to give up heaven. It's not worth going after the things of this world and giving up the hope of heaven. Jesus came and died so that no matter what sin, no matter what what things you've done in rejection of God, you can come to faith in him, trust in him, 
and have an eternal hope set before you? Why would you let the things, why would you let going to parties with your mate, why would you let a girlfriend, why would you let anything get in the way, anything of this earth get in the way of going to heaven? And, and for Christians, we need to be sure that we're not going to give this up. We need to be sure that we're going to persevere. So how can we be sure? Brings me to my next point. Have a look at verse 8. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop 160 or 30 times what was sown. Some people show that they get it for good. I don't think I wrote that right. Next slide. Yep. Okay, just imagine there's a show in there. Some people show they get it for good, right? Jesus explains this in verse 23, but the seed falling on the good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a cop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. These are the people who, who get it, right? These are the people who understand that Christ has come and died for us. That Christ is here to set us free from the worries of this world, to set us free from the suffering of this world. Christ has come, and if you put your faith in him, you can have that hope. The people who get this, right, the people who understand the amazing love that Christ, while we were enemies to him, came and died for us, that we could be saved, show it in their lives. Their lives, their lives show it. I'll give, you, I'll give you an illustration of this. Um, I got told a story about a boy's house. don't really know where it was, but it's, it was a bunch of guys from church, right, who were in this house, and they knew a day was coming where the house was going to be demolished, I'm pretty sure. So, what they do? Started trashing the place, yeah? Started throwing plates around, I don't know, threw axes into walls, like, yeah, horrible, right? Be the worst, right? Something they did stuff that you wouldn't do in your normal house, right? Wine bottles on the floor, in the carpet, oh, so bad, right? Destroying the house. And then they learned, the big, they made a huge mistake. The house... Got, the demolished plans got cancelled a few days, I'm pretty sure, got a few days before it was going to happen. And so they had trashed this house, but it was no longer going to be demolished. Right? Huge mistake. Oh, so bad, right? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Pretty funny now, but it wouldn't have been funny then. But here's the point. Once they learned that, they changed. Yeah? Once they learned that the house was still going to keep going, they started looking after it. Yeah, they didn't throw axes into walls. They didn't smash plates all over the place. They started looking after the house. This is kind of what it's like for a Christian. Once you understand God's love, if you guys understand it, if you guys know it, right? if you know the love of Christ that he came and died for you, then it will change your life. How could, how could you be shown so much love and not show it to others? Man, we should be keen to show this love to others. We should be keen to show the gospel to others. That's why he says in verse 23, yielding or six, uh, produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. Right? A Christian, Christian shows it in their life. And so if you understand this and, and you're doing things that show it in your life, that's a good sign. And a great one would be listening to what your leaders say. Yeah? Or listening to the, to the Word. If you, guys, if you guys come here and listen, and listen to the Word, if you guys don't ignore it, if you're not the path, that's a great sign that you're a Christian. 
Or if you, guys, if you guys aren't caught up in the things of this world, maybe you might struggle with them, but if you aren't caught up with what this world has to offer and, and you're, you're keen to follow Jesus, then that's a great sign as well. Does your life show that you have faith in Christ? Are you turning from the things of this world and trusting in Jesus? If your answer is no, then you're rejecting the God of the universe. You're, you're rejecting the goodness of, of God, who has offered freely heaven. He's offered us an eternal life with Him that will never spoil, perish, or fade. An eternal love, and He will fulfill all your deepest desires. If you are a Christian, though, realize what you've got. Jesus died and gave you eternal life. How good is that? That the God of the universe would come in a man and he would die on the cross for you, for your sins, for your, your misdoings. And, and he, would, he would do that so that he could purchase you eternal life with God. So you could live for eternity with the King of the universe. There is nothing better than this news. Nothing at all. So produce a crop, yeah? Yield more than what was sown. Tell other people about the gospel. Yeah? Show other people the goodness of the gospel that you know. How about, how about I finish with a, with a little analogy that I've told a bunch of times, but it's still really good. Imagine that, imagine that on that day, on that day of judgment, when God finally comes back, you stand in heaven before God. And your mate there is there with you. And, and it's that mate that you still haven't told and, you, and you've just kept putting off. Kept putting off telling about the gospel and the, and the things that it says. What do you think his reaction would be? Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you do anything to convince me of this? This is more important than anything that my life had. It's so crucial that we tell our mates this news. But if you, if you don't tell your mates, that doesn't mean that you're not going to be there on that day. Christians, we have an assurance. We have a sure hope in God. Yeah? He's never going to let us go. We, we can be sure that we'll persevere to the end because God will provide the way for us to do that. And so continue trusting, continue persevering in God. How about I pray? Our dear God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for what it's shown. And I pray that... Um, for us here tonight, that uh, we would realize where we're at, we would realize uh, how we've responded to you, Lord, and I pray that, uh, that we would respond well and that uh, we would live a life that is in persevering with you no matter what suffering or trials we face, Lord, and that we may persevere on to that day and finish the race in your glory. And I pray, amen.